Welcome everyone. If if you are new to the church, we welcome you again. It's nice to have some new faces. We've been discussing about revive all this while and last Sunday was the last one which Scott shared with us the revive series in which he spoke about harmony. This week I'll be speaking about the manifestation of an abundant God in our daily life. You know, Blossom and I, every Friday, we watch a movie, and it takes some time for me to go through it, but one of the movies we saw recently was Hustle. It's Adam Sandler, and in that, he's required to go and search for a sports person which his, his company will train and develop, and then they will compete. He goes through the various places and finally gets one. And he's been good and he trains him, but he realizes that that person has certain sensitive issues which get triggered when somebody says something. And as and when he sees that he gets offended with that, his whole performance goes from 10 to 1. And then he shares with him, he says, you know, you should, you should see that this does not affect you. And then the rest will be taken care of. So I thought when I heard that, I realized that in the scriptures in Proverbs 23, 7, it says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So that's, that was nothing new. Because, you know, as humans, we are all thinking beings. We think 180 thoughts pass through us every day. That's a huge number. Now, is there something we can do about it? Or is it that it just passes through? But scripture again tells us in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now that, if if you read it again, it keeps, two things it gives us is renewing of our mind. Okay, so I thought fair enough, because the earlier one we've seen, you know, as we saw in the movie that we see that as a man thinks in his heart, that was taken from scripture. I thought this also may be helpful for us since we think so many thoughts during a day. But how do we renew our mind? And the second one, which was very important here, was that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I thought, wow, that is good. Because, you know, growing up, we used to go, or, you know, sometimes this was for fun, uh, see our horoscopes or see our palm reading, and someone would say, this is there in your future, or that is there in your future. But here we see that we can prove the acceptable and perfect will of God. That's a huge thing, just by renewing our mind. 
I thought, wow, okay. So, let's see how we do it. But also, in Deuteronomy, chapter 30, he says this, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life. So, not only is he telling us that this is what we have been given, but he's telling us to choose life so that you may live. You may love the Lord your God, listen to, your, listen to him, and cling to him so that you have an abundant life. So he says that you may cling to him so that you may dwell in the land the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now these two verses made me sort of meditate on it and ask, what is it that we are trying to hear what God is saying? And it is this. First is he's saying that you can renew your mind. And the second he's saying, while renewing your mind, you choose life. And I thought to myself, yes, what is it to choose life? What, what does it mean to choose life? Because these two things will have been very important because he's called heaven and earth to witness against us. So, but while going through the scriptures, I also found that Jesus says this. In John 6, 63, he says, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak are spirit and are life. So now we know that it is the word of God which is giving us spirit and which is life. So now the following verses also I thought I would keep in mind when I'm sharing this talk today is it says... For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. Wow, that is good. Then second is in Matthew 12, 37, Jesus says, for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. It's also said in 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So now, it's again using us for his glory. I thought, okay, this is good. But the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, so that you may do it. So then I realized that there is a relation between thoughts, our thoughts, the words that we use, and our life. You know, many a times we do get overwhelmed, okay, how do we live it, how do we do it, how do we manage all our thoughts, or is it that we can manage it, or have control over it, or not. But it is good to hear, or know, this, and that sort of helped me 
In 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, but we have the mind of Christ. I thought, okay, good. So, you know, with these kind of sayings, knowing that as a man think it in his heart, so is he, knowing that I have to choose life, knowing that it helps me overcome sin, it helps me bring glory to God, you know, and it is in my mouth and in my heart, and his promises are yes, I thought, okay, this seems to be one of the ways I'll go about. So, you know, there is a famous saying they say, is if you know the problem, if you know your problem correctly, exactly, 90% of the battle is won. So I said, okay, am I getting this right or am I not getting it right? But the scripture did help me again. And it says, for our fight is not against flesh and blood. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is said in Ephesians 6.12. And not only that, it was very good to know that for when God raises Christ from the dead, he says he performed in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in that which is to come. So you see, we are now, not only we know that the word is helping us to renew the mind, and it's the word of God. We know where the issue is that the enemy attacks us. It is not in flesh and blood. Most of the time, we are under the impression it's our boss or it's our children, it's our spouse, it's our friends, it's our acquaintances, it's the driver on the road, or you know, whatever it is, is the issue. Hey, it is not the issue there. The enemy is using avenues because he knows that we are blessed by an abundant God and that we have a very great inheritance. The moment we realize that his role is over. So now I know where he's attacking us. I know how to renew my mind. I know how to go about. So I thought, okay. But is there any confirmation? And yes, it says in Psalm 23, verse 3, it says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, in, in any missionary, in any missionary, you have something wherein you call up, you recalibrate it once in a while so that it is up to the mark. You know, however good it is, you require recalibration, you require reservicing or whatever to bring up a machine up to its mark. Here it says, he restores my soul. Soul is the mind, the will and emotions. He restores it. So it is so nice to hear that or read it because I read that every day and I say, okay, God, you are going to restore my mind, my will, and my emotions. Because many a times, you know, we are hurt or we allow us to get offended like the player did. 
And that, that affects our performance, it affects the way we relate with others, it affects how we come across to others. So I thought, okay, he restores my soul and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. So church, you know, not only does, do we need God, but God needs us. He is leading us in the paths of righteousness because he has created us, he loves us, and it is his concern that we lead a very good and abundant life. Now, spiritual world actually is, if as we read and we understand, is very thorough and is very legally binding. It is not no respecter of any person. Now, we've been told many a times, but we also read it in, in the scripture, it says in Deuteronomy 7, 9, know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy with them who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. He also tells us that we can come with confidence to the throne of grace and put up our petitions. But this one, help me, is not only that we can go up to him, that he listens to us, that he is faithful to us. He says that my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I don't know about you, but many a times I do feel that I'm unable to handle the situations which are happening around. But does that bother me? Yes, it does, but I see that I will use my words, the words which is given in the Bible, and I know that he will take care of me. Let it be today in this kind of rain which we are facing, or even, you know, if you are traveling. Most of you, I don't know if you have traveled recently overseas, there are many issues that come out with COVID. There are many compliances. There are many documents you need to carry. Plus you see uncertainty everywhere because you know, if you're tested positive, you're out. Now, this, this verse helped me when we, you know, we were traveling overseas and we had to sort of go through this process. It starts this overwhelming starts right at the beginning when we had to wait for four hours to just reach to the counter to show our passports and get our seats. So it does help. There is another scripture which I would like to share with all of you which helps is that it says all scripture is inspired by God and is for profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped in every good word. I don't know how many of you are good at baking, 
But if you ask a baker, the main, one of the, cons uh, the constituents which he puts in is yeast. Yeast, when you put in the dough, it disappears. You can't, you can't sort of differentiate between dough and yeast. But nonetheless, when you put that dough in the oven, with the heat, the whole thing rises. And that's the way I thought this would be an appropriate example that we get into the word in such a way that it gets into us and remains with us so that whenever we face a situation, the heat in life, the word in us rises to help us overcome that situation. And it says clearly here in James 4.7, therefore submit yourself to God, which means immerse yourself in the word, resist the devil and he will flee from you. One of the favorite verses which I always have and I've always shared is 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear so whenever you have any fear, or I have fear in me, I know it's not given by God. So then I'll try to move it off. But what do I replace it? I'll say to myself, and I know, but he's given me a spirit of power, the power of the Holy Spirit, love, to love everyone, and a sound mind. So, if we have fear, be rest assured there will be no Holy Spirit power in you because one is the spear of the enemy and one is the spear of God. You'll not have the power, you'll not have love, and sound mind will never be there. It'll be full of anxiety, worry, and other issues which we face. Now, you would have all seen that I'm stressing so much on the word and what we say. If, if you see that it, it said in Ephesians 6, 12, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood and all the principalities and power. But in John 10, 10, Jesus says this. He says the thief comes except to steal, the thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. So this, the enemy is coming, he'll steal, kill and destroy. That means it'll be the end. But I came that you may have life and may have it more abundantly. The question is, are we living that abundant life? Or are we overwhelmed with the situations which we have in today's world, with COVID, with war, the Ukraine war, with rising prices, with people losing their jobs, with people finding it lonely, with mental issues, and you know, even with parents having babies, they are either trying to you know, see where they can put them, but they also have issues if they have sicknesses and so on and so forth because then they have to take time off work and keep them at home. Everyone is having issues today. Are we living that abundant life?
So I just thought I will share with you an illustration where, you know, I've been speaking about the word and when we keep filling ourselves with the word, that how does that help? Does it overflow? Because the law of filling and the law of overflow work with together. So I've been speaking for a long time. I'll just show a small experiment as to how this works in our lives. Just give me a moment. This, this is a cup which has got muddled water. Okay, and it's, you can imagine our minds get muddled when we are full of anxiety, worry, and other hundreds of things because we think 180,000 thoughts. If all of them are muddled, this is exactly how it is. And if you want clarity on that, you can read the book on Dr. Caroline Belief as she explains how our thinking becomes so toxic that we can burn our brains. So imagine this. Now, I just thought I'll show you how the word of God, when you keep flowing it, not once every Sunday when we come here, but on a day-to-day -day basis, if you do this, this is what happens. Okay? Initially, you feel nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. So you keep pouring the word of God in you. You keep meditating on it. You keep reading it. You keep praying it. You keep going on. You keep doing the word of God. And you go on. Keep filling it. Keep filling it. Go on, do this day in, day out. Day in, day out, you go on doing it. And you go on doing it. And you will see that slowly and steadily, I, mean, I need not do the other way, and slowly and steadily you have cleared yourself. Right? This is not just an experiment church. I have done it in my life. You can ask my wife, I had a lot of anxiety a lot of worry, because when I started my life, I said, I will do it my way, or I'll do it myself. I don't need God, I don't need anything, only my qualifications and my hard work. Yes, it did work for some time, but then when your family grows, you feel, oh, okay, I can still do it. One hit from the enemy, because the enemy also is observing you, and then you will notice things will go out of control. And it is only when I started with the word of God that I saw this is how it happens. You know, I'm today standing and talking in front of all of you. I could not talk even to a person other than the family. That was my background when I got married. But today I, I can talk. Now, so you saw that, and that's a clear way the Word of God works in us. And that is what God wants us to have, a powerful and a clear sound mind. Now, all of us, we are seeking something in life. You know, we are either seeking a career in life or we are seeking to help our children, we are seeking to build up our business, we are seeking to bring up our kids, or we are seeking to do something. 
But in Matthew 6.33, Jesus tells us, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you and will be given to you. He also says in Mark chapter 10, he says, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left a house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake and for the gospel's sake who shall not receive a hundred times as much now in this age houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields with persecution and in the age to come eternal life. I don't know about you, I find this the best business proposition. He's saying, you seek first the kingdom of God and the righteousness. You see that you spend time for me and you will get everything a hundred times. I think that's a very cool proposition. So, I didn't try to test this, okay? I didn't, I, I never test God. No, I will never do that. I just believe in the word and I do it and I'm trying to live my life and face it. So in Christmas of this 2021, which went in, you know, we had on the U version, the 108 prophecies which Jesus overcame from the Old Testament. And when he was born, you know, he, he sort of proved all the 108 prophecies right. So I thought I will sort of make uh, uh, slides on my computer, which I still have. And I linked it to my television in, in, our, in our dining room, which we had. We had quite a few number of people invited for the Christmas in, uh, in December. That's because COVID was over and the first time it was open. And I had kept that on, switched on. And I didn't say anything. I just kept it on, you know. And I saw some people seeing it and some people understanding it or not. But as before the lunch was served on the table and, you know, we said grace and prayers, I said, I want to share something with you guys that Christmas is not just having wine and cutting cake or exchanging gifts. Christmas is knowing that God loves us and that he came in for us. He fulfilled 108 prophecies and he came in just to tell us how much he cares for us. So there is a significance and importance to this, guys. The moment you understand this, that will make a big difference in your life. And I left it at that. I mean, unbeknown to me, I... I I am in my family passionate about Jesus and I will do whatever I need to do because it's my home and uh, you know, no one can stop me. So, so I did that. But in 2022, this is what happened. This is a fact. Many prayers which were, we were praying for or working for and even which I had some wishes started happening. Okay, many things started happening. I mean, all the church, the whole church knows uh, that we were praying in the men's group, in our fellowship group, praying for, uh, you know, grandchildren, 
We are praying for our son to get settled and you know, praying for this to happen, that to happen. It started off first in 2018, we had booked for the Holy Land trip and that got completely cut off due to COVID and other things and then we gave it up. We had written off that money which we had sent or paid for. He calls us up and he says that credit is still there but you'll have to use it this year. I thought, wow, that is good. So, which means that was the first thing which happened in Jan. Then we heard from our daughter that she is pregnant. So, that was the second thing. Third, our son got engaged. You know, the list goes on, I will not share, but what I'm trying to say is that a thing which we wanted for a long time just started happening. Now, I was not aware till when I sat down one day and I said, is 2022 a year special? Why is it all happening at one go? And that is the time I realized the same scripture which I said. He said, you spend time for me, I will spend time for you. So our God is real and our God does look at us. The most significant in this, which I will share, you know, just now Mark said, share what was Jesus to you just now. I will share is, you know, while going for this trip, I told my wife, because uh, way when we were getting married, uh, my parents or her parents brought us a ring and, you know, I didn't spend because I didn't have money. And she used to always say, you've never bought me a ring. So on the flight, I just told her, we are landing Dubai, you buy a ring, you just buy it. She said, no, 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 you know, so much of, I said, no, no, I don't know what prompted, I said, you just buy it. So she bought a ring and I also bought a ring because we've completed more than 25 or 34 years of marriage. We had not bought for a silver wedding too. So we bought, each one of us bought a ring. And we were thinking we'll just wear it, but she said, no, we, will, we are going to the Holy Land, we'll pray over there and we'll go from there. I said, okay, fine, we will do that. So we land the Holy Land trip and the, one of the guys who's our guide come this, he's also a pastor. And he said, I'll take you to certain places which are more better for you to exchange this ring because Blossom had spoken to him, I didn't know that. So guess what? In the church of Cana, where Jesus converted water into wine, that's where we exchanged our vows. Again, renewed it, and it's, it's recorded. So I thought that was just the coolest thing to happen. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't pray for it, but it did happen. So in closing, I will just share this, you know, we are a theater, you know, our life is like a theater. It is observed by all with, you, with whom you're living. It's not only observed by all, but it is also observed by the spiritual world. Both God and the enemy are watching us. So we must display ourselves as ambassadors of Christ, as mature Christians. In the process, we enable ourselves to become stronger in our inner man, you know, we become stronger as we face life. And this is the way we slowly experience the abundant life.
as we face life every day and we you know overcome it and this way we go from his glory to his glory and we go on building it up amen, amen. thank you